building a company from nothing is freaking hard. Us entrepreneurs are expected to deal with unimaginable challenges and somehow keep a cool head through it all. This is The Art of Entrepreneurship, and I'm your host, Jackie Hermes. I grew my company, Excelity, from zero to seven figures with no partners and no funding. The Art of Entrepreneurship is a show where we cut through the BS and dig into what it actually takes to start and grow a company. If you give me your time, I promise it won't be wasted. Now let's get to work. Hello, and welcome back to The Art of Entrepreneurship. Today, we are talking about that rare intersection between passion and purpose and making money. It is something that I think a lot of people have a hard time finding. And my guest today has worked his career in many different areas of business and finally found that intersection between his passion and purpose and making money. Our guest is Nate Randall, the CEO of Gab, which is a cell phone technology company that connects children with their parents safely. So they have kind of a limited cell phone that looks and acts like a smartphone, but it is not Wi-Fi enabled, which my own kids had for a couple of years. And it was really helpful as they were kind of getting used to technology and its limits. But anyway, um, we are going to be talking about passion, purpose, making money, all those good things with Nate today. Hey, Nate, thanks for joining me today. Of course. Thanks for the invite. It's good to be with you. Yeah, absolutely. So as I do before these episodes, I was stalking you beforehand, reading through your background, everything on LinkedIn. You've had a really fascinating career that you've worked at lots of big name companies. You've been part of exits. You've run huge campaigns for the likes of the Utah Jazz. You worked at Nike. Now you're the CEO of Gab. Tell me the story of how you got involved at Gab. Yeah, that's a great question to start with. I'm a dad of four. I've been married for 23 years. I care about my family more than anything. So my personal passion is sports, and I've had that opportunity as, as you listed. But I got to a point in life where I wanted to do something that mattered. And when I found out about Gab and heard about its mission, it took 30 seconds to click and I immediately wanted to be a part of it. So for me, this experience is less about what I've done in the past and more about the impact that I want to make now and into the future. Yeah, that makes sense. And honestly, it leads directly into this entire conversation because most of what I want to talk about today is that intersection between passion and purpose. And as I was reading through your background, I was thinking like, okay, sports, you know, I can see why you would want to work there, but I could imagine that it wouldn't have the same level of like purpose behind it. Does it feel different to show up at work every day when you have that passion and purpose behind it? Yes. So I'll use Nike as an example. I had a deep personal passion for Nike. I wanted to work there my entire career. But the people at Nike, everybody that works there as a starting quarterback is the way I explain it. <laughs> and so you, you add value every day, but the reality is when you leave, that massive organization moves on without you. At Gab, I get to come in and be a part of a mission that matters to family and kids. So it's a full circle moment for me. I grew up in a single parent home. My biological dad left when I was five on his, on his own terms, his own choice. And then my mom raised us for a couple of years by herself and then passed away when I was nine in a car accident. So I spent a lot of my childhood feeling unsafe and like I wasn't 
connected because my parents were gone. And now I am helping to build a company and a brand where our product and our mission helps safely connect kids to their parents or guardians. So for me, it's taking everything I experienced in my youth and now putting it into play as an adult senior leader and being able to help kids in the same position that I was in. I think it's interesting when you're in a place where you get to be a leader and you have actually experienced the things that you are working to help and change, right? It's one thing and it's a great thing to follow a passion and a purpose that's not something that you have been through. But when it comes to that personal experience, I'm sure that it, it not even a I'm thinking like, does it allow you, does it force you to bring it, to bring it with you every day? It's just something that is part of you. Right. And so it's with you every single day as you're showing up at work, as you're leading your people. Do you think that everyone within the company shares that passion as well? Yes. Not, not necessarily at the same level, nor would I expect them to, but through our interview process and vetting who we want to come be a part of this we are certainly making sure that they care about the mission. I've been at this 25 years and I have never been anywhere with a group of people that care as much about what we're doing as Gab. Our entire senior leadership team is filled with, with men and women who have had kids or nieces or nephews that have been burned by smartphones. Mm-hmm. And so they're all here with this thought of, if I can take a stand, if I can help protect the next wave of kids, I can make a difference. And then you add incredible people to those teams with those senior leaders leading them. And it has this trickle-down effect of an entire organization right now of 250 people that show up every day with a greater purpose than a paycheck. Yeah. And everybody wants to get paid, everybody wants equity, and I'm not, I'm not diminishing that. But literally every person in our company that I talk to or interact with on a daily or weekly basis is talking about how much they love being a part of safe tech for kids and families. Yeah. I can't remember. We were talking about not really remembering how we got connected, but I do think that you commented on something of mine on LinkedIn. And then I looked at your profile and my kids had Gab phones at the time. And that is it. Yeah, yep, that, my, that so my 12 year olds had gab phones and my 17 year old had an iPhone and yeah. I was like, oh my gosh, the, the pain of trying to manage and keep a child safe with an iPhone or similar and everything that they have at their disposal. And even like when you consider rules around phones at school and stuff like that and how they're used, it's just, if you're not watching very closely there are so many terrible things that can happen. And so I can imagine how really any parent that is dealing with like kids that want smartphones and social media and stuff could be invested in that mission for sure. Because I definitely, as soon as you said that, I was like, oh, that's why we started talking. I yeah, remember that, now because I've had my own personal pain around it. <laughs> but but kudos to you. So you're viewing it from the standpoint of every parent must care. And the reality is a lot of them innocently don't know what's going on. Mm-hmm. It takes a parent like you who wants to invest the time to figure out what your kids are facing and realizing that our our kids are getting crushed by the dangers and addictions of social media 
and too much screen time and bullying through text and all these things that are going on for you and I, we used to have to go somewhere to get bullied or we used to have to go to a party to get rejected. Kids are having all of that happen in their bedroom on their phones now. Mm -hmm. And so it's a lot more immediate. It happens more frequently and you think they're safe in your own house and they're not because they're on these devices that were built for adults and all these adult type experiences are happening to them and they're not emotionally and mentally ready to take it on. Mm-hmm. So kudos to you as a, as a mom, you and your husband for, for knowing what your kids were dealing with and stepping in to have some type of tech plan to help them manage it all. Yeah, absolutely. And you know what? And thank you. I appreciate that. It's so funny hearing you say that because when I talk to my kids about it, they're like, mom, you know, you're being yeah. controlling, you're being whatever. And yeah. I'm like, you will look back someday and you will see what I'm doing for you. And I know that it's hard to do that right now. I feel like we could probably record an entire podcast on, on this topic. Yeah. Um, the next thing that I wanted to chat about is that intersection between passion, purpose, and money. And there are a lot of people that I think really want this. There are a lot of people that have passions and feel their purpose in life, and they separate that from how they make money. So they go to work, they show up, they get a paycheck, and then they follow their passions and purposes in volunteering and hobbies and side hustles and whatever it may be. How do you, or what's your best advice on finding that intersection in how to make money and your passion and purpose? So it's really hard. Yeah. And I think most people should find satisfaction in a hard day's work, and maybe they're not as passionate about their career or their profession, and then they go find other opportunities to, to have outlets to give back. I certainly understand that. And for the majority, it happens that way. It's really hard to align your purpose and your passion with your profession. And I get that. Using my own personal experiences, I had a point in my career where I was making more money and more equity than I ever had before. And I was miserable. I didn't care about the product that I was a part of. I felt like the company didn't align with my mission. It it just was off. So I got to say that I was making more money and had more equity than I'd ever had before, but I didn't have more happiness and more satisfaction. Mm-hmm. Probably too much to confess, but I'm actually making less now as the CEO of this company than I had at other points in my career when I wasn't a CEO. But I'm actually okay with that today because I know as we grow, there will be additional opportunity. And I get to come in every day and pour my heart and soul into something that I know is making a difference. Mm -hmm. So my, as I shared a bit, growing up in a single parent home uh, for my entire childhood, when it was my mom first who was single, and then she passed and it was my, my stepdad who raised us and he was single. My mom had nothing, nothing. My dad, my biological dad left us with nothing. So now what do I get to do in this role as the CEO of Gab? I get to go find single parents who are struggling or need help. And I tell them, I'm going to give you a watch or a phone, and I'm going to give you a year of free service because I know how tough it is. And I want to help just give you some type of a boost. Mm -hmm. It's changing their life because they can safely be connected to their kid and not have as much anxiety about what's going on or where their kid's at. That is so fulfilling to me. 
So I'm willing to give up a little bit of money in a bigger company with, with more this or that to be able to impact lives and know that what I'm doing really matters and it does. And it translates through our entire team. Mm -hmm. I think a lot of people want to get into these leadership roles or they want to start a company because they're chasing that money. And I've posted about this before too. I also, I know for sure I could go and take a corporate CMO job somewhere and probably make double what I make running my company. And and that's not the point to me. The year that I made the most money by far running this company was probably my most miserable year ever because I was working my butt off so hard every single day. We were chasing money. I was just looking at those goals. And at the end of the year, it was like, what just happened? And yeah. what is this all for? You know, like I want to spend time with my family. I want to have freedom. I want to build a company that is, I have a lot of women on my team that have the freedom and flexibility to do what they need to do for their families and do their work. Right. And so I'm trying to build this environment that is very different from a lot of environments. And that is what fuels me. It turns out the reason that I started doing all of this and the money does, just doesn't matter as much as I thought it did. And so I think that is a really, really good answer for the intersection between passion and purpose and figuring out exactly where they meet, even if it's not, you know, like where you hope it is making a yeah. million dollars a year, whatever it may be. Yes. And I don't want to sound like I live in la la land. And I, I think what you and I are saying is not, Hey, we don't care about money. I got, no. I got a college kid. I got one coming up that's in high school and I got another one right behind. Mm -hmm. I I need money. I want money. I want mm -hmm. my family to be taken care of and I don't want to live paycheck to paycheck. But I have enough and I and I'm earning enough where if I right now in my career and I get it I'm 47 almost 48 so I probably wouldn't have said this when I was 30. <laughs> but I'm in a point in life where I'm going to pick a mission driven passion over X amount of more money and something I don't care about because I know how short life is and I don't have time to waste on something I don't care about. Mm -hmm. So I'm looking for trade-offs and the trade-off right now for me is I truly care about what I'm doing and that matters more to me than an extra X amount of money or equity. Yeah. I love that. I think that speaks to what you're doing on social media too. There are so many people out there building brands promoting themselves. And that's okay. I think that you have to get comfortable promoting yourself and being that face if you want to build a personal brand, of course. And at the same time, you are out here using your brand to help others in really creative ways where you're almost having like takeovers, you're posting repeatedly about people that need jobs, you're changing your headline on LinkedIn to talk about the people that you are working to help. I think that aligns with Gab's brand and I have to imagine that that is a personal decision as well, you know, because there are a lot of things that you could have done with your personal brand to align with the company's brand. What was the thought process and the decision-making process behind your content strategy? I keep going back to this, so I don't mean to be repetitive. Um, when you lose both biological parents by the time you're nine, it, it's going to leave a lasting impact. I don't have trauma to the point where I can't function or I dwell on it nonstop that I lost my parents 40 plus years ago. That's not what this is. But I do know 
that if I'm going to put time into something, I want it to matter and I want it to make a difference. So if I have a platform and I've got X amount of people engaging with my content, wherever it may be, and my preference is LinkedIn, I can talk about me and my career and my awards, or I can talk about a single mom who needs to get a job. My mom raised us as a single kick butt mom in the early eighties. And you didn't ask for help. You were weak if you asked for help. And she had multiple people tell her, just go get another job. So she was working two or three jobs. I wish that someone would have stepped in and said to my mom, I got you. Mm-hmm. I'll help you find the next gig. I'll, I'll help you with a little bit of money here and there. And some of our family did, but for the most part, she was, she was battling on her own. Mm-hmm. So today, if I can use my platform to give to another single mom with a couple of kids who's stressed about being out of a job heading into the holidays, I can't think of a better way to give back than to allow somebody to do that on my platform than me telling you about the next award that Gab won or the next something that I'm doing. It just seems trivial to me. Yeah. Yeah. I talk about Gab on occasion. I talk about somewhere that I might be speaking at, but Nine out of 10 times, if I've got somebody who can use my platform, why not? I, I'm old. I told you, I'm half dead. You I are not. I don't. You keep saying you're old. You're, your life is like half over. You're, you're good. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> I, just don't, I just don't need it anymore. If I need to go find another gig, I'll figure it out. So if I got a platform and it, it can help somebody else, it just it's fulfilling to me. That makes sense. So one more question. Well- I guess technically too. Gab has raised over $30 million. I saw that you closed around last year. You just opened a new office. You got your name on the building. That's pretty cool. The company is growing really quickly. All of that in four years. If you had to share a few secrets to your success, what are they? People first. Every time. Mm-hmm. So I'll, I'll give you an example. I know this wasn't nationwide, but... Last year, when the economy started to take a turn, most tech companies immediately went to layoffs and they laid off hundreds and even thousands. Here in my own state, Utah, Silicon Slopes, a lot of tech companies laid people off. And what I mean by people first is not all the standard things that we talk about with culture. We got together as a leadership team and said, are we going to lay people off to stay close to profitability and weather whatever this storm is going to be? Were we going to dig in, make difficult decisions to protect our people? In a room of 10 senior leaders, I didn't have one person, and we have very open and transparent conversations, not one senior leader said, I think we should lay people off. It was a unanimous, let's do whatever we got to do, cut whatever we have to cut to protect our people. And we did it. We haven't laid one person off since I've been here at Gab. And what it's done is create a culture where people feel safe and valued and they come in and pour everything they got into this place. So we're doubling and tripling in our growth. And we now have hundreds of thousands of customers because our people know that we care about them. And it wasn't something that we said verbally. We took action and we showed them we're going to do whatever it takes and you're not going to get laid off. And if we ever get to that point where it's, where it's at its lowest low, We will be so transparent with you. We'll never catch you off guard. Mm -hmm. And through that, we've been able to create this two-way communication and and a level of trust 
that allows people to come in and be their authentic self and give their best and not feel like we're taking advantage of them and then getting rid of them when we don't need them anymore. Yeah. Back to the summary of people first every time. And eventually the wins start to come because you care about people more than profits. Profits come. Mm. Man, that is what I've been saying to my CFO husband for years. <laughs> I think we have a very similar philosophy there. All right. We are out of time. I know we talked about a ton today. I really appreciate how deep you go into your passion and your purpose. If you have one biggest takeaway from this conversation that listeners should walk away with, what is it? We've talked all about me. So if you're going to give me two seconds, I would like to say how impressed I am with you and your background and what you give on social media. And my hope is that Yes, you're going to be sharing this with your listeners, but those that I'll share it with, I hope that they'll tune in to what you're doing because your perspective as a business leader, as a mom, as a wife, uh, all the incredible things you're doing in life is something that I've been interested in and I know it will be interesting to others. So I, I would use this time to say, go follow you, go pay attention to what you're doing because it's incredible and I have a ton of respect for you. Thank you. Wow. You should come to every meeting that I go to and give that plug. That was fantastic. Done. <laughs> Thank Done. you. I appreciate it. And same to you for everyone that's listening, go follow Nate. He is going to continue to help single moms in need, to, in need of jobs, especially with the holidays coming up here. I know that there are a lot of people that could use your help. And I know that this community has a lot to give. So if you got value out of today's podcast, please share it with just one person that needs to hear this message. And I'll talk to you next time. Thanks, Nate. Thanks, Jackie. Take care.